Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So welcome to episode 32 of Mental Wealth. And I am delighted to say that I am sharing this space with a very inspirational lady, somebody who's literally blew my own mind the first time I heard her speak and the first time I heard her story. And we are hopefully going to inspire you, the listener. So welcome to Lucy Gossage. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Nice to see you again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we, you and I have shared a space together, haven't we, up three mountains, or at least certainly up one mountain, you came back up when I did the three peaks. Oh, it was such a, it was such an amazing day. And I remember being, um, <clears throat> yeah, meeting you the night before and being like, who is this lady who's come on her own? Like, A, wow. And B, is she going to be able to do it? And then, um, yeah, it was such a, a, such a cool few hours with you and, and the people in your group at the end of, at the end of that hike. I, um, yeah, one of the highlights of my year, actually. Yeah, it probably was the highlight for my yeah. And I, I actually love the fact that I chatted to you a little bit on the Friday and there was something in you that said, mm, not sure that she'll do it because we were talking about had a, how much training and I'd done. And, you know, this is the Yorkshire Three Peaks. So it was 24 miles, wasn't it, up and down three mountains. And and I love the fact that not so much that I proved you wrong, because it's not about that for me, but it, there is something in the the perception that we give or or whatever it was that I said and then the interpretation you know I'm always interested in how we interpret what other people are saying and I think I it wasn't it wasn't that I I didn't think you could do it I was just amazed by your um and Mel as well the bravery of you coming on your own because that's something I would never do I find it really hard putting myself out of my comfort zone and turning up at something like that on my own to do something that you had never done anything like that before um and so it wasn't that I didn't think you could do it. It was more I was worried that, you know, how would you cope if you couldn't do it? And 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 I guess blown away by the the courage it takes to to just turn up. Um, because that's that's obviously that's often the biggest hurdle for people is turning up. <laughs> and and I think that was, yeah, I guess that was that was where I was. And and to be fair, you you know, you weren't that selling that confidence that you thought you'd be able to do it it was a massive thing for you and you had never done anything like that before um so yeah I guess that's where where I was <laughs> I think you were right to be there I mean I wasn't sure you know I mean I did I remember signing up to it because I've been inspired by you um and Caroline and some of the other people that I'd met at the uh, Louise Minchin's you know, the fearless launch and there was a bit of me that's like what have I done you know have I done the right thing here and pushing through has become something that I can see is part of what I'm offering to everybody. But I think the fact that I've had that experience has actually given me an, another lift in terms of, no, come on, we've got so much. We can push so much more. What I observed on that uh, that walk was the depth that you can go to. You know, I'm a big fan of people knowing when to stop. I think there's something in there. But I just sometimes, you know, just that relentless, come on, let's encourage each other. Let's, you know, and as you say, Mel, I had Mel on as a previous guest a few weeks ago and she was just, yeah, a sensational young person. 
But I think that is <clears throat> that is why I that was a highlight of my year because um I for so long I never did anything. I didn't know I'd succeed at. I was so scared of failing until I did my first triathlon and and nothing for me will ever beat that feeling of of achieving the impossible when I when I've did my first Ironman. And I guess for me, seeing seeing someone achieve something that to them felt at the start so impossible is is something that gives me the biggest pleasure. And that's what I love with 5K, your way move against cancer. And that for me is what I took from, from that group. Um, because for me doing the three peaks, you know, I do stuff like that every weekend. It's it's my bread and butter. It's but but for everyone in that group, it was such a massive, massive thing. And I love being part of that. And being part of that joy and overcoming all those setbacks. And, you know, Mel was limping in with her knee and, and that that seeing people really put themselves out of their comfort zone and get that high that that I've learned to to get is yeah. it's just oh, it's just so so rewarding. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. And I think just having someone like you there was inspirational because it does help you keep going. I mean, I limped in not physically. Uh, my toes are still sore today, but I brought my, my boots. I don't really remember my, my boots fell apart. And, you know, I literally <laughs> physically limped in with one boot missing, really. But I just love the whole, yeah, I do love the whole thing. Anyway, let's just tell everyone who's listening in a little bit more about you, Lucy, because you've sort of hinted, you know, you've hinted Iron Man, but we know that you've done multiple and you are somebody who is out there pushing yourself and, I just think let's just introduce you a little bit more about who you are because you've also got a very important job. Um, yeah, so I'm an oncologist. Um, I work in Nottingham. I do a lot of work uh, with younger people. So I treat testicular cancers and sarcomas. Um, I used to be a professional triathlete. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did race professionally for quite a long time. Um, that was an all all a, a drunken dare that started my whole triathlon career. And um, I co-founded the 5K UOE Move Against Cancer Initiative and um, spend a lot of my time supporting and uh, move charity, move against cancer charity, which basically uses um, exercise, movement, physical activity as a tool to support people living with an after cancer. Um, so that was the whole point of the, the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Um, so, yeah, those are my kind of three strands of work. I'm not not a professional athlete anymore, but I love kind of finding crazy challenges for myself. <laughs> well, and I think you've inspired, you know, I know Mel and I have talked about You've inspired us to think, well, what's next? You know, I, I sort of thought that would be a one-off for me, but actually it has triggered something in me to think that pushing yourself is is it's quite addictive. And and I can I'm not saying I'm gonna do what you've done, Lucy, ever, but I think just wondering what might be next for us 2024. But what I think would be really nice for us to talk about as we've got you here is that challenge that people find themselves in when physically. They've got something they're trying to deal with, which we all know can be very consuming and and actually kind of thinking about how we can help ourselves. So obviously I'm always focused on the mind, but for me, movement is part of that. And I'm just interested in kind of, you know, what kind of things do you often talk about or hear people saying that makes the difference between them doing maybe better than if they had the opposite? Do you mean professionally, like in, in terms of people that I see at work? Yeah, just I suppose I'm just interested in the what the difference is sometimes about how well somebody can do 
with their symptoms or their condition. I mean, I'm not saying that we can only think ourselves healthy again, but there's definitely a lot of proof out there, isn't there, that your mindset and how you approach something makes us such a difference. Yeah, I think um, it's quite a tricky one to answer. So so I'm going to divert tack a little, tactic a little bit to divert tack. You know what I mean? Um I um one of the reasons I love oncology is because we see humans at their best. So I see the tenacity of people every single day and <clears throat> I'm blown away. It's why I love it by the way people deal with situations that I personally don't think I'd be able to deal with. And actually everyone, mo- nearly everybody would say they didn't they didn't think they'd be able to deal with what they do, but they do. Um, and actually, I often reflect back on that with people. Um, so I saw a, a young guy yesterday who's about 25, 26, and he was walking down the road. He broke his leg, just, a, you know, walking down the road to, to the pub. Um, it turned out he had cancer. He then had to spend 10 weeks on traction. So stuck on this bed with his leg pinned in traction whilst he was having chemo kind of infused into his veins. Um, then he had his leg chopped off, so he had a full amputation. Then he had another five months of chemotherapy and he got through it. And, you know, he he said he would say like, I, I am I don't know how I'm doing this. And and that's and, and I can't I can't imagine going through that. I can't imagine anyone listening to this can think there's no way I could deal with that. But actually, what I realize about humans is is when they when when the shit does hit the fan, we do always cope. And I've probably only seen two people ever who who genuinely haven't coped. Um, and, I, and I guess that's the most, yeah, life-affirming part of oncology. Um, I think talking about, so psychology is really helpful and we, we have increasingly psychology support in the NHS. And I'm really lucky I have really good psychologists that I can refer my patients to. And actually I would always encourage encourage them to take that up um I kind of dismissed psychology until I invested in it myself as a as an athlete and realized how helpful it is um I think telling someone to think positively is actually not helpful um because Mm. that can be very destructive because you can't change how you can feel you can change how you react to how you feel but you feel what you feel and and telling yourself come on you should be dealing with this better is 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 not helpful at all um I, I think that's perhaps something that 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 the loved ones of people with cancer or people going through any traumatic kind of situation the natural instinct is cut you know think positively you think but actually they're, they're often you, you often can't think positively and in that moment you think you feel what you feel but you can learn strategies to to deal with how you feel yeah and I would totally agree with that I often You'll often hear me saying, you know, it's not just about flip the switch and think, right, I'll feel good about whatever it is that you're dealing with, whether it's a broken relationship or a, whatever it is that you're dealing with. It is about being present to whatever it is that you're feeling and not fighting with yourself because, you know, permission to feel whatever it is, as you say, you're feeling if you feel sad about your situation or if you feel angry, whatever it is. But what I'm interested in is they're not staying with that because mm-hmm. that's where it becomes quite problematic. Yeah. And um, so there are, so I think this is where for me, exercise is a, is a really powerful tool. And and I guess that's why 
kind of my co-founder of 5k UN and and believe so much in in what move can do because exercise is so so something people with cancer would often say to me is what what can I do like how can I and you can't tell someone to think positively because actually there may not be a positive thought you can you know you can you can help them to to do things that make them happy but 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 that's not really helpful but they would say what can I do to actually help myself and exercise is something that's got lots of physical benefits um we know it makes people feel better we know it reduces side effects and it probably also improves kind of outcomes so there's evidence behind that and i guess personally i have have that lived experience of 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 what an amazing tool it can be as a stress not as an athlete actually but just as a stress release so my you know after a bad day at work for me that cycle or run home is the time that i have to to find my headspace, to clear my head, to ruminate, to process, and then I get home and I put it to bed. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess that's something that I believe really passionately can can be a tool for people with cancer, and it's not something the NHS um, professionals necessarily talk to pe- talk to to people about. Um, it doesn't have to be running by any means. <laughs> it can just you know it can be movement or dancing or you know any any kind of community kind of. Sub- physical so it's anything that combines community with that peer support being around people who get what it's like to have cancer with being active can be a really positive tool definitely and I think that's what the um essence of your or that is the essence of your whole get people moving regardless of your age your capability because that's what I understand your 5k my way is very much around you know it's 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 different to say the um oh I've lost the word the you've piggybacked on what's the one on the park run, park run. Park run, thank you yeah it, it that obviously has a slightly stronger you've got to ish be able to run although lots of people walk whereas this is very much all ages isn't it it's all sizes all shapes all everything's and it's yeah it's about doing something doing whatever you can do um you know you do as much or little as you want but it's something that a lot of people would say it's something positive that they can focus on that they can work towards it's a date in the diary that's not a hospital appointment um i had this amazing lady called sue who who's died now but she took it took up running in her 70s because of 5k away when she'd be diagnosed with incurable bowel cancer and she couldn't run at all she just saw the flyer she built up to it really gradually but she said for her, it was it was just this this thing that she could focus on. Um, and she said, I'll never forget it. She said, when people ask me how I am, I don't talk about the bad stuff. I tell them I've started running. Um, so, you know, that's one end of the spectrum. And then I think, listen to Mel, I was listening to her words about the online programme. And it's building that confidence back after you've been through cancer treatment. You've had, you know, your body's changed. You've lost that sense of identity, which so many people say life's moved on without you whilst you've been going through treatment. And exercise, it's not really exercise, but movement can be such a big, powerful confidence builder. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I think uh, I I was listening to something she recorded just recently, actually, Mel, about she'd been to a, sounded like sort of an outward boundy place and and again she was just talking about the connections that she was making and the the shared experience which is just ultimately the the goal really isn't it yeah and I think that's what um you know a lot of the 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 charity does is it brings people together so I guess going back to your original question which I've sidestepped very well because I'm I'm not going to tell people with cancer 
how to think. I just, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's helpful, or, or I certainly don't have the qualifications or the expertise to do so. But um, what what five K UA does, and what that three peak state does, is bring together a group of people who, yes, they've had cancer, they've got cancer. Um, you know, they they've been through or are going through stuff that, unless you've had cancer, you probably can't imagine. But they're still getting on with life and they're still putting themselves out of the comfort zone and they're still finding things that scare them and excite them and facing up to that impossible. And I guess for me as an athlete, one of my biggest mantras is um, when things get tough, I remind myself that being able to choose to suffer is such a privilege because so many people don't have that. And I think what I saw on the the three peaks was a lot of people who have had to suffer without any choice, like Mel going through her brain tumor treatment, but there she was choosing to suffer. And that's so different. And that, that can give such a positive confidence boost. And I, I, I guess that's, yeah, I find that really help, helpful as a motivator when I'm doing something crazy and I'm in a bit of a hole. <laughs> yeah, and I, me too. And I think that's what I was talking about earlier is that experience for me has shown me something else personally within resilience within that piece around how do you keep going and for me I was the same on that walk I was looking at Mel and um, Rini and a couple of the others on our in our group who've been through and I had to say well you haven't get get on with it Alison you know get get yeah get yourself moving because you haven't had that you know um, I was choosing to put myself through that and I think the resilience you you said before, Lucy, about, you know, we are way more. There's always way more for us as humans. And, and the demonstration of how we cope when something does happen is phenomenal, isn't it? With how different people cope, but how well we usually do. Absolutely. But um, I think no matter what, you know, I'm, I'm doing this crazy race in a few weeks time. And it's unlike anything I've ever done before. It absolutely terrifies me. And, and I... You know, I know people have done it before, but I still I'm, I'm like, how how on earth am I going to be able to do it? How? You know, I guess I'm where where you were before that or Mel was before that three peaks. Like how? I, I've never done that distance before. I've never done even half that distance before. How am I going to be able to, you know, and that's that's normal. Um, And, and I guess. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think in in life, it's it's good to do something that scares you every now and then. You want to do stuff that doesn't scare you as well, but it's good to have, you know, every now and then something that seems impossible, just to see if it can, because you never know. <laughs> that's the resilient. That's the piece, isn't it? That's the resilience piece that I think. If people stay in their comfort zones, they don't really know whether they will or they what will happen. I mean, again, you know, we we're talking a lot about the three peaks, but. For me, yeah, I did. I think about two nights in, I did think, gosh, what am I going to do if I can't do it? But actually, that is normal because I've never walked that far and done anything like that before. So my brain doesn't have a reference. My body doesn't have a reference. But actually, just the whole thing of there's always more, digging deep. You know, there was times where I was being pulled along by other people. There's times where I was doing the pulling along. And then there was times where I was literally on my own doing a little mantra you are strong you are <laughs> you know my legs come on legs come on legs you know and but whatever it is whether it's a physical stretch or whether it's in a, a mental stretch or an emotional stretch there is always more yeah and actually you know we're talking about physical challenges but there there are lots of things that 
the idea that our kind of psychological challenges as well. So I, I guess when you started this podcast, you were probably quite nervous. I know we started one through the, the charity and we were, you know, I was, is anyone going to listen? What if it's awful? What if I ask the wrong questions? And if I'm asked to do a talk, I, I always get really, really nervous, you know, and I have all this self-doubt and I, I guess I've learned through sports psychology, some, some self-talk techniques that I can use to, to remind myself and, and give me that confidence to, to kind of build up that confidence. Um, but yeah, putting yourself out of your comfort zone certainly doesn't have to be physical. It could be taking on a new role or putting yourself forward to a new role at work or going on a date. Like <laughs> I met my partner on a date and I was way out of my comfort zone going, you know, going to meet someone that I never met before. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely have the motto. It's always better to try and fail than to sit at home and wonder what if and as I say, I learned that through triathlon. Before triathlon, I never did anything I wouldn't, I didn't know I'd succeed at. And and sport took me all of that, taught me all of that. And I think that's such a helpful, helpful life lesson. I think something that I want to just highlight, Lucy, is but for a lot of people, hearing you say that, you know, if you've how many triathlons did you do? You know, it's a lot, <laughs> isn't it? What's your what's your current number? God, I've got no idea. <laughs> There's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, well, I know. I won 49 Ironmans. So, yeah, I've I've done loads of triathlons. Um, yeah. But every one, I would have doubts. And 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 they might not be, you know, I, I did a lot, quite a lot of them with injuries. I did one, like, a few days after a boyfriend and, and I'd broken up. Um, no one ever knew about that. There was just, I was just on the start line with my smiley face um you know trying to put on this well generally I did I loved it I did have this confidence kind of this you know this I'm just doing it for fun but there was there was so often there was something in the background and um yeah I think everyone has doubts it's normal um it almost I think it's a good thing because it shows you care um and it, it makes you prepared and and yeah the busy, biggest successes I always think are where you do have doubts and then you put yourself out there you give it a go and you know, you do succeed, whether that is just getting to the finish line or, you know, giving the talk or going on that first date or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> I think it, but I, I, you know, again, I do want to just come back and say it is so good when other people can hear someone like you who has done some incredible things and, and made some amazing achievements to have won that many iron man, you know, it's, it, to not just compete, to actually have won it, to be the champion and to still say, yeah, I still feel unsure sometimes and I still wobble. Because I think that's the problem is a lot of people get so stuck in their heads. They think they're the only one who's thinking that. They look at people like you and think, well, I could never do that. And they just rule everything out. And one of the things I'm you know, often talking to people about is how are you going to make those small steps? You know, we don't need to compare. We're all different. However, how can we see each other is inspirational rather than a stop sign and I think that's the bit you know that is interesting yeah and I you know this race I'm doing in in a few weeks so the New Year's Eve I sprained my ankle really badly and um we were doing a run overnight (laughs) and that is you know that's that's where I was at the start of the year and then a week later I put in this entry for this you know, really long, ridiculous race that is just utterly bonkers. And there was there were so many reasons why I wouldn't be able to finish it. And I might not finish it, but actually 
I've just really embraced kind of, I, I, I've looked at it like a big jigsaw and there are all these pieces that I've needed to find to, to not necessarily get me to the finish line, but to get me to the start line, knowing I've done what I can do to get, to give myself the best chance of getting to the finish line. And I really enjoyed that process of, you know, my ankles, <laughs> one of my bigger, but I've spent a lot of time trying to strengthen them. I've done all the things that scared me. I've, I've gone for runs in the night. I've, found ways of coping with mud. I found ways of, you know, all the, the quick, but that's, it's all little jigsaw puzzles that I've, I've been trying to put together. And I feel like I've almost got this jigsaw. And actually for me, the race now, it's, it, it genuinely, I genuinely, I, I, I feel success. If I can just get to two weeks time with no injuries, I feel that is a success because I've had such an amazing year collecting all those jigsaw pieces and the race is just the bonus. Um, and I think that's it. I, I, I guess that's maybe a a way that you can you can kind of chunk stuff. And, and I've just found that really, yeah, really helpful. And it's quite positive, you know, like, yeah, I got the last, the ice jigsaw piece earlier in the week. And I was like, right, that's what I was missing. <laughs> nice. I love that. I mean, a bit, I'm a big fan of chunking things down for people, uh, myself included. But I think something that I think was really poignant that you said, Lucy, was that actually to focus on getting to the start of something rather than actually focused on the end of something, whatever that thing is, as we said, whether that's a new job or a or a some sort of physical achievement, but actually just spending time focusing on everything that you need to get you started. Because usually once you're there, mm. most people do then say, don't they? It was never as bad as I thought, blah, blah, blah. So actually, if we do focus on getting to the start of something and not worry about the end. I mean, I have, I've just realised that that's what I did for the three peaks is I just got myself there and then yeah. the rest was going to be the rest and, you know, that was that. But I love that um, thought and it's something that I've not particularly focused on before is to just let's get to the start of whatever it is that you want to do and then the also, rest. Yeah, I think if you, if you get to, so if I get to this race and I can't finish for whatever reason, I'll be gutted. I, I will be really gutted. But I know, I, I will know that I've done everything I could do. There's nothing I could have done differently. Like I, I did try and if I sprain my ankle, yes, I will be fuming and I'll be devastated. But I couldn't have done any more to stop that. And and I think that that knowledge is really, really powerful. Um, and it's also, I guess, there's so many positives that I've, you know, I've had all these incredible experiences. I've developed so many skills. I've done stuff I never thought I'd be able to do. So I, I genuinely, 100%, hand on heart, getting to that start line is all I ever really wanted to do. And the, the finish is a bonus. And it sounds such a cliche, but I've never, I've never said anything that I believe more than, than I have actually with this race. And I, I think um, that's, I guess, something that I learned from triathlon as well. I think that's a... I think that's a uh, anchor for us all, to be honest. I think it's something that a lot of people need to maybe shift their thinking on is focus on getting to the start of something and chunking the getting there down. And then obviously, yes, there's some thought in the planning, but the rest is the rest, isn't it? And, you know, so many people don't do things for fear of the failure but actually, let's focus on getting there in the first place, whatever that might look like. And I think then people maybe will get chugged along a little bit easier. Yeah, and there's success in getting to the start line because that alone is is success. Yeah. I mean, that's where for me, it's, you know, signing up to something 
you've already set your intention. It's kind of, you know, you've already started to do something. And I think then the rest kind of follows. And I think if we can all do that, I hear so many people all the time saying, oh, well, you know, I don't want to frightened of failing that. I don't, I'm not going to go forward. I don't think I'm good enough. I do all the chit chat that goes on in the mind. But actually, if we just did your strategy, which is let's focus on getting to the thing, whatever the thing is, let's let's do that. I feel like that is a quite a big um, anchor, as I said before. Yeah, and I I actually often, I mean, I guess it's it's very different, but not that dissimilar with with patients. Like often, I meet them, and they might have lots of questions and and one of the big questions is you know what are the expectations how long have I got to live um what what's going to happen what happens if this doesn't work what happens if this if this is this and I I I don't think that is necessarily that helpful and and the analogy I, I never know whether people do find it helpful but I in my head I always think of it that you're you're at a tree and the tree's branching. We made the decision we're going going down this route, the left-hand route, but we we have no idea where things are going to go, whether the first treatment's going to work, what the next scan will look about look like. So I, I think it's more helpful kind of thinking, okay, let's take it step by step. And we know the first step is going to be this, and then we'll make the next plan. We'll have a better idea of where the, where the final step might be at that point. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of how I encourage people to think a bit at the start rather than trying to have all the questions and, and the, the end point right at the first consultation because no one no one knows that. No, and I think if that's a good strategy just for anything in life, isn't it, is to not try and go too far in advance because there's so many options or different branches, as you said, along the way with whatever it is that you're trying to do. I mean, again, I am often talking to people about, you know, when you have got too far, when your brain is trying to focus too far ahead, in it doesn't know. So so automatically you literally flip the anxious switch because it doesn't know. And we don't like the human brain is a certainty making machine. So that's why people have lots of questions for you probably, Lucy. <laughs> Yeah. And it's good to have dreams. Like, so, you know, when I had that sprained ankle, I still had that dream of finishing this race. But if I thought about it, I would have been, there's no way you can do it. But actually, step by step, you get just get it each little bit. I don't know. So you, you still want to be able to dream. But um, yeah, then you need to break it down. I think, I think so. I, I, I'm liking the idea of having the big dream and then putting your attention on getting to the start of it. I think that's a new something that we've come up with today that I haven't focused on. I often talk about chunking things down. I often talk about, you know, how are you going to get to the end of your goal, but actually just getting to the start of the end of your goal, if that makes sense, whatever that might be. I think that's something to definitely think about. And I know now that's exactly what I did. I didn't worry too much about the end. I just did each step and, you know, and the feeling that you get from that achievement that you said, when you know you've pushed yourself hard, that feeling is it's addictive, actually. It's, yeah. I can remember being on that top of that. It was all foggy, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Something brilliant. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for coming. I know how busy you are. And I really appreciate you giving up your time for us today. Well, I love that we had no idea where we'd end up, but we ended up with something that's quite, quite, quite cool. So there we go. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm loving it. Really good. Thank you so much. And obviously, good luck in your next venture. 
Um, thank you. Yeah, lovely to see you again. And I'm get, I'm definitely I'm going to download all these backlogs because they're quite nice 25, 30 minute chunks that um yeah. So I'll um I'll add them to my library for um for for days in the hills. So That'd be yeah. brilliant. Well, you know, one of the other ones was Caroline Bramwell. Okay. She, yeah. She was in our group on the. Um, yeah, yeah. I know Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah, check hers out. Hers is good too. But thank you, Lucy. No, really lovely, lovely to see you again. And yeah, hopefully, well, I think we're doing another another move charity thing next year. Um, okay. We're going to do it. Um, I think we're going to have because I think the one thing that I didn't that was missing was everyone finishing at similar times. So I think what we're going to do is have like the the basic distance, but then have some shorter a shorter one and a longer one, so that okay. everyone starts together, and the quick people just do an extra fifteen miles or whatever. Um, and everyone vaguely finishes around the same time, so there's a bit more of a community finish. I quite like um, that. Idea. Oh, nice! And is it sort of something similar as in mountains? And yeah, but not the three peaks, but a similar kind of challenge, I oh. guess. Oh, wow. so we'll um, hopefully see you there. <laughs> I will be interested in that. Will it? Will I get? I'll probably get something about it. Will I? Will yeah, I'm really glad everyone that was that turned yeah. up last time. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, thank you, Lucy. Great to see you again. All right, love, yeah, lovely to see you, Alison. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.